to the fifth episode of the fins down podcast the number one global reality tv number one based podcast multi-purpose um we're we're excited to keep going we're we're a global hit we're still we're still in, in india we're, oh, we're so not in any other country though that's but we're going there that's our that's our number one thing um how does it make you feel that we've been already doing this for five weeks? Like it almost doesn't feel like we've been doing this for that long. I would have said the opposite, John. Really? Because it took us, you know, those four weeks to get started before we, you know, started making episodes. So I would say that's true. It has felt quite longer than five weeks. Um, Ben's, but this podcast has been in the the works for about eight weeks now. That's pretty crazy. It is, and yeah. the weeks fly when you're having fun. And we have so much fun on this podcast. We hope you all are having fun as well. I mean, it was shit. I mean, we're just waiting for football season. That's all we care about. Honestly. Yeah. Facts. Um, John, what happened with you in the last week since last Tuesday? Should I I say Thursday? Uh, A lot of, a lot of updates since last Thursday, actually. So Alyssa's parents and sister and, uh, and nephews, they came to visit. That was a fun time. Took them down to Williamsburg. Um, it was very, very hot this weekend, though. So, you know, being Californian, I'm used to the heat. I'm used to the sun. doesn't bother me. But they're, you know, they're from Boston. They're from the Northeast. So it affects them differently. But they were champs. They took it well. Um, just had to take a couple breaks here and there. But we made it through. Um, but it was a good time. I mean, it was. I, I love her family. I love seeing them all. Um, I feel like I'm a part of their family too. So it was just, it was an awesome time. And, you know, even for a small apartment, it worked out great. So really excited about that. Not only that, what did you cook for them? I made them pancakes. Jesus Christ. (laughs) I know it was the most chefy thing to do, but you know, the kid, it's a good kid's thing. You know, they got a three-year-old and a baby pancakes and the baby, Zach loved the pancakes. He was, he was housing those pancakes, let me tell you. And then um, not only that, my boss, he's out of town today, tomorrow, and the next day, which means I'm only working half days these next three days. So okay. I come home. So the edit for this episode will be fast. And viewers might be able to watch this episode real-time Wednesday afternoon is what John's telling us. It's a, it's a promise. Maybe, maybe Wednesday afternoon. I, I I'm trying to get some clips out for our TikTok page, which is looking a little. Uh, I see some cobwebs, uh, you know, growing on that thing. So that we need some. We we, we need some clips for that, you know. I did post a clip on our Instagram page, but took it down because of all the hate from the uh, Fins Up crew. But that that did happen. Yes, it did. It did. It was very sad. But Cole, what's new with you? You say you have some new stuff. Finally. Yeah, it's not. You know, I'm not the same old Cole, except I am. Um. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, I just just today found out I have ants in my pantry. So that sucks. They're all over my dog's dog food. They're inside his water bowl, inside my Keurig. 
inside my chip area of my pantry. So no Tostitos for me. Um, say goodbye to the Cheez-Its. I had to, so everything's on hold. I got the Orkin guy coming by tomorrow and I'm like, how much? He's like $150, but then every other month, it's another $150. Like I just $150. And I'm like, I just want a one-time fee. It's actually 167, but that's insane. Like, he's like, I just want, I'm like, I just want one time. Get, get rid of the ants the first time. And he's like, well, that's not how it works. They're going to come back. Yeah, it's like, like, this isn't a constant battle with the ants, man. I want you to kill them one time, give them a sonic boom, and then tell them to get out of town. Well, even the bug business has subscriptions now. Like, that's pretty. That's well, I, I guess like there's a what's the uh, term Terminex or there's a pest, a pest company that keeps on saying I owe them like six hundred dollars because they've serviced my serviced my house last three years. I have never asked for it to get serviced. So I don't know if it came with the house when I bought it three years ago. But regardless, they ain't coming again. You know, I'm not calling the same guys that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's besides the point. One other well, we thing. did learn last episode that bugs are high in protein, and someday we're gonna have to eat bugs. Shout out John Gallagher for uh, raising that question to us. So maybe just collect the ants. You can make yourself a little ant burger, make a little, uh, you know, fry them up, put them in your popcorn. You know, just uh, a little crunch but, action. I mean, that's what my dog is doing. I'm not yeah. buying new food in the meantime, so he'll be eating ants. The the other thing, so you might know me to go to downtown Savannah every quite so often on the weekends. Some some days, yeah. Yeah. Quite some drama. Um found myself in a predicament Uh-oh. as a as a young white male in his twenties. Where do you find yourself in when you're in a bar and some old ladies push your girlfriend and the girlfriend's in the right. The girlfriend's just sitting down in the seat that yeah. 15 minutes ago used to be somebody else's seat at a bar stool in a bar at 11 PM at night. And they want said seat back and they were nowhere to be found for the last 15 minutes. Yeah. So they start shoving my girlfriend. What do I do in that situation? What is the young male do with his young male friends does he get in the way possibly does he i'm assuming you did not does he put hands to break up the situation probably not probably probably not does he get mad and yell at the old ladies probably not could he call them names because they you know like let's be honest the way they looked they probably didn't need to sit down in a chair they probably should have stood and burned the extra calories. Um, uh, yeah. But, but did you at least would, I, would I have been mad? Would I have been mad if my girlfriend knocked the 250 pound ball onto the hardwood? No, I would not have been mad. So there was a little bit of me, you know, excited for that. That was just one of the five things that arised throughout, you know, the weekend. Um, what more stuff happened other than keys. that? I lost my car keys to my loaner. Oh, they my God. Gosh, so our favorite, our favorite uh, catch and release, Jesse Helms, had to come from Fort Stewart pick me up. Shout out Jesse. Work a forty-five minute drive there and back, and uh, 
because I couldn't find the keys to my loaner vehicle because a Ford breaks down in one year and then you got to get a, a Ford loaner. So I'm good, John. I'm fine. I'll be okay. Bro, that's, that's honestly pretty insane. So what, what did you do? Did you just stand there with the whole uh, girlfriend, old lady situation? I, well, so you just you know, there, didn't you? it's just... a karaoke bar. You might've been there, rail. Mm. And, mm. The, okay. you know, our favorite DJ sang ABCDEFU by, uh, what's her name? What's the popular sensation? She, anyways, they sang that song, like the, fuck you and your mom and your all that bullshit yeah and then the old ladies turned around and gave the middle finger to my girlfriend and like me and raf and the guys that we were with and it was kind of just like we were in shock in the moment so it was funny yeah. but you know quite a uh you know it, it it got us it made us feel like the better people and you know, my girlfriend never got up from that chair for the next hour and a half because out of just principle. And then those I agree. It's ladies, you know they she sat, she sat down in that seat. She made a stand. Well, she made a sit in this in this regard. She made a sit. She sat against the prejudice from the old ladies. So yeah. So I mean we're fine. We moved, we respect, moved respect. We'll be there again next next Saturday. So cool. That kind of Kind of got me wound up a little bit. You wanna you wanna introduce this unzip the zip to kind of cool down the tension here because that's uh it kind of sucks. Yeah, well, so that kind of fades us into the next segment of yeah. moms. So moms can be moms. Not to say that they were moms, but I'm gonna guess at their age they, they could have been. They probably been. had the fruitful life, you know, to eventually have that momhood that they went through. Yeah. Something that we found and we've been waiting to try for the last two weeks has been something that's not in many liquor stores, but if you go there now, a lot of them are selling out fast. Mom water. How do we meet the mom squad? And we'll try to we'll pull a can out. We have Julie. Just knock my mic. Hold on. We have Julie, the passion fruit. Mm -hmm. Does that does that show well? Okay. Yeah, it shows pretty well. It's a little blurry because you're you're uh my whole stuff. setup is terrible. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah, have, yeah. we have Karen. Favorite. Which is lemon blueberry. I can already tell that's gonna be my favorite. Then we have Sandy, coconut mango. Sandy. And then we have Linda, this is gonna be my favorite. Blueberry peach. Linda, very mom names. I love that. So that's something that you know, just take into consideration. It's kind of fancy and fun. Great bachelorette party drink for those girls that want to spend twenty five dollars on eight drinks. Okay, um, which is insane. Which is yeah. absolutely. I was surprised by how expensive these were. Kind of, I mean, not really, because it's like some of the advertisements. But before I get into the history and. And a little bit about the the drink. Let's open these bad boys up or bad yes. bad ladies, bad moms up. That's as I will. Three. We're doing no, we're doing not Sandy. We're doing Julie. We're doing we're doing uh Julie, the okay. one that started them all. One, Three, two, <laughs> two. <one. laughs> yeah, I, I don't know why I always go one, two, three. It just sounds it just seems right. What the fucking fuck? <laughs> Wait, wait, let me do a let me do a double take. The hell is this tap water? 
Okay. Okay. Oh, let me, let me go into John. I'm drinking tap water. I can't tell the difference between my faucet Hmm. and this, but which is probably, it's a good thing. Maybe. Yeah. Let me talk about the bio. So mom water, probably the newest one so far. It was started in 2023. Uh, just became mainstream, honestly, in 2016. What's that? Started this year. Yeah. Started this year. I mean, it was sold in, I believe Idaho at first I'll get into it, but it, uh, Iowa actually. And then it spread to 26 different States, uh, just this year. So that's, it, it started prior, but it became more mainstream this, this year. So right on the website, beautiful website, professionally made so far, my favorite website, I've gotten the information so far, but this is how the intro is. Hey there, we're mom water. A fruit-infused vodka water. That's right. No bubbles. Just pure still water. Hashtag drinks like water. Hashtag not a seltzer. There's also no sugar, no carbs, no artificial flavors or preservatives. And each drink is only 90 calories. We were created by Bryce and Jill Morrison, a southern Indiana, Indiana, not Iowa. Indiana couple. And it's, the okay. perfect Hold on. So it's an Indiana. Drink. It's an Indiana drink, just to clarify. Yes, Indiana. Sorry, sorry. All the listeners and hopefully viewers on Spotify. Perfect poolside drink that wasn't loaded with sugar and could keep them feeling refreshed on a hot summer day. Jill was never a big seltzer fan or the bloating and headaches that followed after having a few. So she set out to create a light, non-carbonated alcoholic beverage. And so love the idea. So in 2018, uh, Jill and Bryce, uh, a married couple, they took a trip to Dominica, uh, Dominican Republic. She hated all the sugary drinks. So she honestly, she just held her tumbler or Yeti, which had just water in it. And she just asked a bartender to put vodka in it. And so her drink, go-to drink was literally water, vodka, but the water was flavored with whatever the resort's fruit infused flavor of the day was. So she still got some flavor. So this is where it all started was she was just tired of these sugary drinks that gave her these headaches. And so she started like, instead of going out ordering drinks, she would just bottle her own drinks and water bottles and take them to events. And so one day, one of her kids mistook one of her bottled drinks as actual bottled water because they look like water. And he's like, wait, mom, this is not normal water. Like, what's what's up with this? And so she was like, well, youngin, I don't know what they say. This is Julie water is what it is. This this, is Karen water. She said, this is mom water. So she started labeling her water bottles with Sharpie called mom water, which is Mm -hmm. where the name comes from. And so, you know, mom water, it it officially started in 2021. I, like I said, it started in, in uh, Indiana, Kentucky, um, all those places. And then they actually fun fact is the um, official partner for mom water is the Indiana Pacers basketball team. So they are the official partner of Mom Water. Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Cool fact, huh? That's impressive. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought it was cool for for Mom Water. You got a professional basketball team kind of repping you. That's pretty cool. Um, they only use four ingredients. They just started this year. Yeah. Well, it's mainstream this year, but it's been starting like 2021. But then the pan, you know, the pandemic kind of slowed some stuff down, and they couldn't make it mainstream, so it just became mainstream this year. Now, I'm going to kind of rush the rest of it. Uh, because we don't, you know, we don't want to waste too much time here, but four ingredients, water, vodka, natural fruit flavors, and citric acid, zero carbs, it's keto, non-carbonation, zero added sugar, zero sodium. We already went over the flavors, but it's cool if you look at the website, each flavor has like a description. So right now we're drinking Julie and its description is meet Julie, 
Julie's a passion fruit flavored mom water and she is witty, lighthearted and spontaneous. Fun fact, Julie is the flavor that started it all. So automatically, and you know, each, each flavor has, has a, has a description in the poll uh, on our podcast. You can take a poll and see which uh, mom you are more related to, depending on the uh, description. So go check out, check out the poll, check out the descriptions and uh, participate. But um, yeah, awesome website. Love the bio, love the about so far, my favorite. Um, so Cole, what are your initial thoughts? I think it's a, it's, I could see these, that description helps, you know, what I was going to think about it was with like, my mom did the same thing where she just wants water, no carbonation with some vodka and like yeah. a little bit of flavor. It's kind of like me, not Mio. Mio is a lot more flavor than this. Yeah. And once we get into our, you know, our second flavor, it'll be a little bit different. This one, it's such a discreet taste that it's not like a bad thing. Yeah. It's not like it tastes bad because it's not that flavorful. It's just a little bit refreshing. It tastes like water. Your first sip, you're like, what did I just, I just drink water. And then it's, but it's like a good water. It's like a lemony, passion fruity water. And then you don't really taste the alcohol. Um, That's the thing. I don't get much of a burn. I thought I was going to get more of a burn because there was no carbonation. And I was like, oh, it's just water and fruit flavored like fruit flavored water with vodka. So I'm like, oh, this is going to burn. It's going to taste yeah. like straight vodka, but it really doesn't like. So you, what are we, what are we giving? What are we giving the rating? You go, for, you go. So let's just, yeah, you know what? You go first. I'm not going to have, yeah, I'm not going to recap the last four drinks we've done on unzip the sip until after we give these ratings. Okay. Yeah. I think that's a good so, idea. John, give me your, again, for any first-time viewers, catch us on Genesis of the Fin, getting busy with it. Three and a half men, and Fins go global. Okay, those four episodes—they're going to be better than this fifth one. We're only going worse from here. We're a terrible show. That's our if goal. You're, if you're watching us on your fifth episode and you've watched the first four, I hope you find something better to do. Maybe you're just waiting for football season to kick off. Maybe you're you filing for divorce and you don't have anything better to do with your life. Anything yeah. is anything is possible. Kevin Garnett. Um, but John, great transition. We have three different profile rankings for how we rate this drink. Okay. Yep. Yep. We have taste. I would say most important. Definitely most important. Most it doesn't important. matter with the ranking. So we have taste. We have visual, how it looks, the appearance. And then we have utility, utility. How, how we can, how often we can drink it, how much we can drink of it. Where is it? Is it useful? Is it, are we able to, is it utility, utilitarian? Utilitarian. I think that's a proper. Is it a utilitarian drink? Can yeah. you bring this to any occasion? Hey, I have mom water guys. Oh, okay, cool. I want to hang out with you. Like, or is it like, oh, I got, I only have mom water in the fridge. But oh uh, well, I have, I have mom water. We're good. You just stop by the liquor store, get some of that busy. Okay, so John, with that said, give me your taste on mom water. All right, I'm just gonna give it straight up. Gonna, I, I already know you're not gonna agree with me on this, but my taste is a nine point one. And let me let hear me out. Hear me out. I don't taste 
when you when you drink a lot of these drinks, a lot of people are kind of um, they don't like the taste of the alcohol. I do like how I don't taste alcohol. I don't like vodka. I actually hate vodka. It's my probably least favorite liquor or like least favorite spirit out there. Yeah. So I love how I can't taste the vodka. The flavor sits on my tongue. So like it's subtle, but it stays. I can taste the passion fruit. I can taste it with every sip. Even when I'm not drinking, I taste it. Nine point, what did I say? 9.1? 9.1 all the way. All right. I give it a 7.7. 7. Mm. It's again, 7.5 and above. It's worth your money. It's worth your money. It's still worth your money, I guess. But I. So my thing, there's, there's better, like Happy Dad. Excuse me. They say no carbonation, but yeah, there's making, no, no bloating. Making me burp. The, the, <laughs> the 7.5 and above, I'll take it. So I'm taking this again. I'm excited about it. I like the taste. I'm not in love with it. Maybe it's just I'm not a passion fruit guy. Maybe when I get to Karen, I love it. Linda, maybe I'll I'll fall in love with that milf. But right now I'm yeah. I'm, Julie, I like to fit. Mother, I like to fit. Yeah. So I'm gonna give it a seven point seven. Okay, John. First, before we before I give mine, think of what yours is, so you don't just you know base yours off of my score. All right. What is your visual? Don't, don't say it out loud yet. I'm gonna give mine first. Okay. I'm giving mine a 9.5. And I love it. I think just the way it looks, I'm not going to lie, the way it looked in the store made me want to buy it immediately. Yeah. And I didn't hold on to these for a while. I don't care that it costed $24. And maybe it was me that bought it. Maybe it was my girlfriend that bought it. But the fact was. Loaded. I was going to make sure that was coming home with me that night. Those moms, those mom waters were coming home with me from that liquor store. I was making sure with the guarantee I was going to have Julie, Karen, Linda, and Sandy. All four of them. They're coming home with you. In my mouth. And they're they're twins. I couldn't be more excited of the rest of this episode that I get to taste the rest of the three. Um, Oh, yeah. Once you taste so, one, you gotta taste them all. So I gave, yeah, I gave it a nine point five. I see. Well, you're gonna think I copied you, but I already had in my head nine point four. Reason being, it's clean. It reminds me. It has like yeah. the Target decor. Like I got mine from Target. I mean, you can get them at multiple other stores, but it just it's so clean. It has the what I loved about the Vizzy was it had the flavor on there. It has the flavor on there of what you're drinking. It's clean. There's not a bunch of random stuff on it. Um, the the font is is you know some would say gorgeous. Um, it's beachy. It's summery. I I it's great. I mean I don't have a lot of complaints here. I mean it's I love the colors. The gold at the top screams like elegant, elegant yeah. beachy, beautiful, elegant beachy beautiful. That's how I describe it. Nine point four. Okay, now before I before we speak it, you're gonna go first. Utility, come up with the score. I already have mine. Go ahead. Nine point seven. I'm giving this utility nine point seven. Okay. Reason being, no carbonation. You can drink it and not feel full. And for someone like me, I can't burp. I don't know. It's like a medical thing. I just I just can't do it. So here's, here's Linda as they go in live right now. In my mouth. You could, you could, you could just house these and like, you won't even feel it. That's the lemon, point. lemon, bl- no blueberry peach for those that are 
watching live. I'm I'm excited to try. I think I'm going to try Karen next, but no, no, uh, no carbonation. Yeah. All right. Linda's my girl. We're back. L- Linda's back. All right. Does that, do you, it, do you uh, disagree with your last taste? Uh, yeah, we're fine. We based it off of Julie. Yeah. Initially. Yeah. We based it off of Julie, Julie, um, but zero carbonation, zero carbs, zero sugar, 90 calories. You can play a game with this. You drink it and you feel like you're getting hydrated. I can probably house the whole pack and not feel like I'm going to have a hangover or I'm going to be too full. Like it's fantastic. It is by far the best feeling drink we've had on the show so far. And I'm not like, I'm not just exaggerating. It's, it's great. Okay. So with my rounding out my utility, you gave a 9.7. I give an 8.7. I like the utility. I could drink this for beard. eye. I could take this to the beach. I could bring this to any occasion. But you know what I can't do? Afford this for every single occasion. You know, <laughs> mo money, mo problems, and mo mom water, mo problems. Because guess what? There's less money in my bank account. Um, yeah, I like it. I love it. It's great. But for eight seltzers for $25, I don't know about it. Not, I'm not thrilled about the price. It's great. But again, I'd rather just put some Smirnoff and some water and some Mio, some great value Mio. So let's be, no. let's do some great value drink. Bro, like this is natural Mio though. Calories. This is natural. Flavored Mio. water. Yeah, but you know what? Mom water started from the same shit that they, that we were doing, you know, put some Mio in a water bottle and put a little Smirnoff in there for a dollar fifty. Right, Limbo. Exactly. Fucking damn dog. Um, but yeah, I would agree. I would agree. It's, I love it. Like you're saying it, but the price is where I put utility into play. And so with that, I'm going to calculate our scores, John. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to hear that. I already know mine's going to be the highest by far. Definitely going to be the nines for me. For sure. All my scores were nines. I, I don't know, man. This is like unexpectedly delicious. And I love how they, uh, another thing for the appearance, they have the, the personality of each can too. Like this one says witty, lighthearted, and spontaneous. That's and one never- thing, one thing for people to understand before, like before this, it was John was the skeptical one. I was the one that was thrilled about this. Um, I actually was. Yeah. Because when, when I heard there was no carbonation, it kind of like threw me off guard because I thought it was going to be straight alcohol, but. Okay. So here's what we have. John. At a 9.4, by far the highest score we've ever had on this show. Cole with an 8.6, the second best score we've ever had on this show. Um, to put it in perspective, if we're going to rank these based on me and John's score combined, that puts us at Mom Squad number one, Happy Dad number two, taking Happy Dad's throne. Mm-hmm. So, Dad, sorry. Move aside. It's mom's time. To moms show. always win, dads. That's mom squad. Mom water. So mom water. Happy dad number two. Porch rocker and busy tied. And then loyal. Mm-hmm. At the fifth. This, and, this guy ain't they're loyal. Gonna, they're going to continue to plunge, but this isn't their time to shine. Again, yeah. um, it's is all about mom's time. So it's shout the, out. the era shout of moms. Out. Um, mom, I just want to say I love you. Uh, this drink makes me think about how much I love you. Love you, mom. And and now that we're finished with this segment, 
I hope that our catch and release. Oh. I'll I'll get into the intro. I hope he was able to find this in a store near him. I hope so too. For the viewers to understand, John Iredale, he has now moved to Richmond, Virginia for the last six months. No, much longer than that. Much, much longer than six but months. It feels like six, but it's really 10. Um, he's been in Richmond, Virginia for, for 10 months. Yeah. And I am left here in Savannah, Georgia. Ty Gallion. I shouldn't give him his name up yet, but Ty Gallion, our next catch and release for tonight's episode, was also Savannah, Georgia. He moved on. He went to where did he go? He went to uh, fucking Fort Rucker, Alabama. And we then, don't even know where he's at right no, now. Fort Rucker, Alabama, and then now he's in. Uh, Jesus Christ, I don't know where he's, the hell he, he is. literally told us yesterday when we were talking to him. We, he he's, in, he's in Missouri or Arkansas, but he's in an army base. I don't know. Oh my gosh. Where... Anyways, it doesn't matter. He's a West Point grad of 2018. Oh, he's at the engineering. Doesn't matter. Yes, he's at Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri. Yeah. Um, there we but go. he's a he's a pilot. He's a Blackhawk pilot. He damn good pilot. Grad, sprint football player. Shout out under 180 pounds, wide receiver, slot. Basically, Danny Mandola in a can. Just complete um, stud. That's that's what his nickname was, Danny Mandola in a can, back in school. Yeah, we. Um, I don't think we've ever called him that, but I believe that was his nickname. I did. Oh yeah. I called him, Cole I called may him, have, may or may not have called him that. I called him Candy Danny. Um, but anyways, Candy Danny, Ty, whatever you want to call him, he's a phenomenal man. We love him. Everyone on the Fins Up group misses him dearly. Um, he's coming to Savannah to visit me. Labor Day weekend, so I couldn't be more excited. Um, without further ado, John, has he been – have you sent him the message? I have notified the the sprint football MVP of every and year. This, and this is something that just while we're, while we're kicking it before he shows up, there might not be someone aside from me that I know that knows as much about sports and football collectively, and that's not to be cocky. I kind of hate myself for it. I think I care too much about NFL and college football. Ty, he probably has the one up on me on college football. I think he has a little bit more knowledge on college. NFL, um, I've got him. Knowledge on college. Nice knowledge on college for Danny. Danny and a can. Yeah, Danny and a can. Knowledge of the college. <laughs> but anyways, he does great with the moms. Shout out, Linda. He does Shout great out, with the dads. Uh, Shout out Happy Dad. He's just a he's a great all-around man. Um he's sophisticated. Very. There's not one thing I think that he you couldn't you could put him in any environment and he would do well. So he will. Well, I'm, I'm nervous about this a uh what what do we call it? Uh the least question gauntlet. I'm nervous that he's going to uh just dominate it. I mean, look at that face. That's a face of a champion. Yeah, right he has the he has the Wi-Fi of Marquise, though. There we I, go. That does concern me. Wow. See how fast he moves? That's how you knew he was a star sprint football player, by how fast his, his body just moved right there. Amen, brother. Amen. Yeah. Hey, those Boys, what's uh, up? the lighting what's is up? Are you standing up right now? No, no, I'm just in the sitting here at the bar. You're sure you're sitting down? It's kind of making me feel the angle you have is like kind of intimidating. 
You want me to prop it up for you? Okay, that's a little better. I mean, yeah, we want to see more of the the polo. Are you question one? And this isn't one of the questions. Are you on a phone or a computer? I'm on a computer. Okay, that's Very good. Valid. Good. You, it gives you bonus points. Computer. Is that okay, better? So, did you? This is also not part of the question. <laughs> did you just come from your MBA part-time classes, or where? where? I. I came from my master's classes, but I am not getting an MBA. I am getting my master's in engineering management. So, okay. That's why I try, it's a pro Go I ahead. I tried to tell Cole it was that, but he, he swore it was an MBA. So, no, it's not an MBA. So, it, it's a program they have through ECCC here where um, they make the schedule work. So, we do night classes, and then you can stay for like six months after ECCC and just do classes to finish the degree. Holy shit. It's, it's actually a sick program. No, no, you do pay for it, um, but you can use TA for it. So okay. I'll finish ECCC in October, but I won't leave Missouri until mid-March. And for those that don't know what TA is, tuition assistance, it's something that yes. the Army does, the military does. And that's and, uh, basically, that comes out of your GI Bill, which is something that you get. It Does, does it come out of your GI Bill? No, right. you're, no, you're allowed to. Shake off the call, Cole. You're you're good. So you get you get up to four thousand a year for uh, tuition assistance and or credentialing assistance, and um, you there is like a one year ad so for that. But with my current commitment, it will be concurrent, so I won't add any time. So it's kind of a no brainer for me. So you're not, had you're not really paying for it, even though you're like technically you're paying for it. Um, I'm paying for about uh two-thirds of it okay so that's but it's it's not it. it is definitely worth it no 100 okay. it's well, awesome look, that you don't owe time either so that's that's exactly a yeah just you look good you i was gonna say you look fancy oh um, thank you all right what's your drink that you have in your hand right now i have nothing in my hands i am drinking neutral tonight Okay, so you have something in your hand. That's what I'm asking about. I picked what? it up. I picked it up. At the okay. time, I didn't have anything in my hands. Not, not a sponsor. Okay. Yeah, not he's definitely hiding. He's hiding the logo of neutral. And for anyone that was worried about us potentially using that as our unzip the sip in the future, Cole has already had neutral. John has already had neutral. I have not. Okay, well, I've had it. It's good, but I've already had it, so we're not going to do it. Um, oh, okay, well, I was kind of excited to drink that. Yeah, well. One. I, when Ty said it, I would have gotten it if I knew I hadn't drank in it many times. It's kind of popular in Georgia. Without further ado, are you ready for the question, Colin? You're familiar with you're familiar with the process. You've watched the first four episodes in some regard. Possibly the I, only I am regular. I have listened to them in full. Might be one of one, but okay, one of maybe a few more than one. All right, don't doubt <laughs> us. We're global. Hey, I'm a big fan. Global. Okay. Um. Hi, is it true that you have a weed farm in Arkansas? I do not have a weed farm in Arkansas. I do not have. The family? Uh, yeah, so my extended family on my mom's side did have one of the first batch of licenses to grow marijuana in the state of Arkansas. How is that? They're, they're doing well. Do they do they accept internships? 
uh, you know, I can inquire on your behalf. Okay. Yeah. I get that well into business TSP management or, or a CSP. Get that yeah. set up for the CSP for you. Yeah, I'm going to talk to legal to see if we can uh, make it happen. <laughs> so. All right. All right. All right. Ty, are you ready for question number two? Jesus oh, man. That's the question. How many years are you staying in the army? That that I think that is the question. That is the ultimate question. Um, I'm obligated through 2026. So, yep, aviation. Uh, thank God I didn't get the the ten year ad so that the current aviation um, requires. Yeah, that's a lot of years. Twelve years. So ADSO, to to clarify, we mentioned you graduated West Point in 2018. It's a five-year contract for the standard branch, which is a so five years from 2018, 2023, but it's an eight years for aviation, correct? So it's yeah. So it, it works out to being yeah. It works out to being about eight years. So you that you your technical commitment is six years from the time you graduate flight school. So flight school is anywhere from a year and a half, two years, just depending on how um, the stack up is at that time. And so it works out to be about eight years. How many times have you crashed a helicopter? Oh, I, I have not crashed a helicopter. You sure? I think so. That's that's good. That's a good answer. It depends how you define crash, I suppose. Crash is when the helicopter makes contact with anything but the air. <laughs> I don't think I've done that. No, not yet. Yeah. All well, right. As a, person, as a cat person, do you consider yourself abnormal? Abnormal? <laughs> I don't think I'm abnormal. I think I'm, you know, I, I, I just need uh, some attention and, you know, living alone in the metropolis that is uh, central Missouri, um, you know, I, I would make think that would make me not abnormal. What's the best thing about football season and what's the worst thing? The worst thing about football season is when it ends, obviously. Um, the best thing about football season, I think, is like hanging out with the boys or the family watching football and like getting hype, even though you know that it's going to end in perpetual disappointment. You know, there's it doesn't matter. Every year you start 0-0 and, you know, there's that potential for – greatness and every year you believe i would say i would agree i think the thrill and the agony it's like a yeah. 50 50 fight every single week and you might be on your highest of highs on one saturday or sunday and then the next saturday sunday you could be at your lowest low yeah. and it's like a roller coaster and you forget that you're living your own life during football yeah. season personally. sometimes you lose to colorado state at home yeah. you know it happens sometimes shout out it's the worst Okay. What are you most looking forward to in college football this season, aside from Colorado State? And then and a follow-up question, what's your most exciting thing that you're excited about for the NFL? I think generally for football, I think I'm excited to see, hopefully, see what a healthy K.J. Jefferson can do. I'm obviously an Arkansas fan through and through, and that is that is football season. So I think we forgot he drives. One, thing, one thing for the viewers, we forgot to mention Ty Gallion. The biggest thing about him is he's from Arkansas. 
He's a living, breathing, dying Arkansas Razorback supporter through and through, not just in football. We're talking Everything. college water polo or women's water polo. We're talking men's water polo, women's golf, um, discus, everything, baseball, obviously baseball. But you see what I'm saying? Any sport in Arkansas, he has like Arkansas ESPN QRNTA, like ESPN 14. He has that downloaded on his phone for ESPN Sports on Arkansas. But anyways, continue. Yeah, KJ KJ Jefferson's. Third-year quarterback, you know, our team in the past has lived or died by his health. So hoping to see, you know, what he can, a healthy KJ can do with a new offensive coordinator and, you know, another a returning running back that has potential to be a top 10 running back or better in the country. Like that duo and that offense with a new OC, just like that, some hype there. Um, for the NFL, um, I think – seeing how these free agents play out between now and the start of season is something I'm excited to see, Um, particularly the running backs and kind of that, the whole running back um, storyline that kind of you guys talked about the other day, a couple weeks ago, whatever it was. Yeah. Those guys, where does Zeke, where does Kareem Hunt, where does Dalvin Cook, where do these guys end up that can help teams win football games? That's what I'm excited to see. And really why you give a shit is because of fantasy football. I that know. is that is my only care about. That's my only care too. Football. That's why I, we get to schedule the draft day for when we're going to have our fantasy league is because you want to wait till these teams have the running back two on your roster. I mean, I think you always want to have your draft as late as possible, but. Um, Agreed. Yeah, I'm, I'm like I said, being from Arkansas, we don't have any professional teams. Nothing like our closest teams are three to five hours away in all professional sports. So I think that's why Arkansas sports are so big in the state, but also why I don't really have per se a, a NFL team that I care so much for. So mm-hmm. I'll just stick to beating you. Speaking and, uh, of guys. athletics, John, go ahead. Speaking of athletics and sports, out of the fins up group, who is the most athletic and who is the least athletic? Ooh. Think Ooh. carefully, Ty. This there is, is a right t- answer. Oh gosh, put me on the spot, eh? Hey, hey. Most start with athletic. most. Start with most. Who can throw the football the best? I mean, here's the thing. You guys can both be answers to this uh, question. Just the different sides, but <laughs> <laughs> there's there's many aspects of athleticism. All right, many aspects. John, Let's get that straight. John, just know I appreciate you. I love you too. Where's the leave button? All right, here we go. I can't insult the person with the ability to kick me out. Um, God, Are you athletic- saying like- No, not yet. <laughs> Athleticism can be can mean so many different things. I but, agree. Uh, I do. And it can apply to so many uh, different things but um jesus get to the point <laughs> I, I just don't i just hurts me to tell to say that you know cole would even be considered for the most athletic because i know i'm not going to hear but i'm going to hear it for the rest of my life but I'll, i will go with cole and john as the answers to this question cole <laughs> is the most and john is the least out of the whole fits up group. I, I, I didn't say that i didn't I'll say just, that 
You that said that. It's between us too. It's between the whole fits up group. I'm I'm well, aware. Don, you know you're not the best, and you know you're in the the top three bottom. <laughs> so, if out of the nine of us, you're in the bottom three. Okay. Oh, you know I'm gonna. But anyways, that's a phenomenal segue because okay. you know that just makes John want to slap something. Mentioning <laughs> slapping. Okay. You know, are you familiar with the slap and kiss, Mary kill? I've listened to all. I am. I am. Yes. I'm so we don't say fuck, Mary kill because that's just rude. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We never Who say fuck. On that's, the first time, that's actually the first time you've said it on the podcast. Yeah. So we're going to say slap and kiss and then Mary kill. Um, Shania Twain. Oh, God. Catwoman. <laughs> and then, because you might, I don't know if you're a cat or a dog guy. And then Dory from Finding Nemo. I mean, let's let's just get Shania Twain out of the way. I mean, we're marrying Shania Twain because mm, we've all seen we've all seen uh, me in saddlebags with the Shania Twain song. I've on. seen Shania Twain come out of your inner soul instead of <laughs> the, the the number one dancing bar. She is your spirit animal, Shania Twain. Okay, so now I have Catwoman. So we are gonna we are gonna. Uh, Slap and kiss Catwoman, and and okay. kill Dory just because I feel like the least people are impacted by that. I would have picked uh, slap and kiss Dory, but yes, I I agree with everything <laughs> else you mentioned. Yes. Um, speaking of slapping and kissing and uh, interesting relationships, who is a better wingman, Cole or John? John. Oh, yeah, easy, easy answer. No, please. You have to explain. You can't just say a name. I mean, it's an easy answer because you're the worst. <laughs> how am I? How am I the worst wingman? Here's the no, thing. Here's the thing. You, well, I don't go you, up to people, but when I'm when I'm a wingman, I do. I think John is just is more a, a more consistent answer. You know what you're getting from John. Cole, you know I'm. I don't know. I don't know what you're gonna. What, what would happen there? Loose cannon. Loose cannon, yeah. I am the the opposite of a loose cannon when it comes. Okay, regardless. Back <laughs> to your opinion. Might be more athletic, but I'm a better wingman. Favorite and least favorite bar in Savannah. We kind of already know the answer to this question. I mean, there. Yeah, I you you know half the answer. Yeah, obviously, the best bar in Savannah is Saddlebags, and there is no other answer. Correct answer. Um, twenty four days, and, and I'll be back in that bar. So. Amen. Countdown Amen. has begun. Amen. And I think every it's bar in Savannah. Hey, hold, up. hold up. It's open on Sundays too, as well now. So I'm aware you Saturday and Sunday night bar. I'm I'm aware you're you're a you're a big Sunday night saddlebags guy <laughs> after PS. Yep. I've not I can't say I've ever been in saddlebags on a Sunday, which is surprising. It's, it's more summer. fun because it's empty. It's empty. It's, so yeah. it's really fun. Yeah. And I think every bar has its time and place, particularly, and I'm, you know, highlighting specifically the ones that we frequented more than others, but I'm going to do a conditional least favorite bar in Savannah. And Cole, you might not like this, but my least favorite bar is the upstairs of rail when you cannot move. Amen, brother. There are 70 2000 people up there and but but 
by George. We're not leaving until Cole sings his songs. By George. And, and, and hold on. Why are we not? Why are there 72,000 people upstairs at rail? They're trying to listen to Cole sing. Is what they're trying I to absolutely not. Absolutely yeah. not. On that note, Ty, is it true what they say about Arkansas? Yes. Good answer. Yeah. What's a conspiracy theory you believe in? Oh man, I'm probably not the I'm not probably not the per, person to ask this. No, we. I mean, you're getting your master's. You are just the person to ask this. I think you know something we don't know. I don't think I do. I would have. I'm a pretty. Theory. You live in Missouri at the moment. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. Uh, um, I don't know. I'm not. I don't think. I don't know if there's any conspiracies that I would say I believe in. Bob Lazar. Aliens. Well, I mean, Bob Lazar is a, is a good one. That is it. I have indulged in that podcast. What about like? I. I think there's. Thing is, I just don't. I just global don't. warming. Global warming. No, uh, that probably wouldn't be the the first one. I would. Um, not a conspiracy theory. Okay. No, I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I I got other things to worry about. Okay. I, I completely agree with that. Yeah, conspiracies are are, yeah. Coolest thing you've done as an army pilot, and dumbest thing. Besides coolest crash, thing? Besides crash. Mm-hmm. Besides oh, crashing, man. what's the coolest thing? Coolest thing I've done in as an army pilot. Um, I think probably the coolest training mission I've done was we worked with 175 the Ranger Bat in Savannah, and which I still need to hear about the drink. I haven't got any updates on the drink. Really quick, I'm on Karen now. This was the one I was looking forward to. The best one so far. So good. Ty, you would like Wait, this because yes. you're not a you're not a beer guy or anything like that. I know you liked mm-hmm. your your spiked uh, sweet tea. And Ty, Ty's a deep Eddie's lemon guy with some yeah. Tito's, and this is like right up your alley right here. It's okay. just it tastes like Tito's with some lemon water. Right so here. is it? It's a it's like it's like a neutral almost. It's like a vodka, it's like a non-carb- high yeah, but it's non carbonated, so it tastes like water. Okay, okay, I'm right, I might have to try these out. Um, Continue. Uh, cool thing, but we got to do a mission with 175. Um, we're we are the we were. I was in the VIP company in Savannah, so we have the old Blackhawks. So we uh, were a little uh, out of our league with some of the equipment that we were trying to utilize to uh, work with 175. Um, but we were working. In, they did, did an airfield seizure at there out there at Fort Stewart. Um, and they utilized us to incorporated us in that mission with the Air Force. Like we had a full stack. Um, it was it was a super cool mission. I was able to do that because of Brady Miller. Shout out Brady. Shout um, out Brady. 2019's friend football. Um, uh, he he was able to get us in that mission, and that was pretty sweet. Mm. Getting to incorporate with multiple echelons and for a much bigger mission than. We normally dumbest, get to do as a VIP company. Dumbest thing you've done as a pilot. Dumbest thing I've done? Yeah. Except crash. In the army. In the army. Let's not even say as a pilot, just in the army. Oh, oh gosh. Um, we we'll we'll go with this one. We evacuated the entire fleet to Fort Binning during when the hurricane hit Florida last year. 
Mm. So on the entire time leading up to it, it was hitting Florida. Obviously we're on the East coast. So the concern was that it was going to cross back over to the Atlantic, pick up and then come back and hit uh, mainland, which it did. Uh, but it was much further north of us, north of Charleston. So I guess not too far north. Um, but we evacuated the entire fleet to Benning because we were on a hurricane response force. So we evacuated the entire fleet after everyone saying, oh, this isn't going to happen. This is going to happen. We flew the entire brigade to Fort Benning. And so we could be quick response to get down to Florida. And the largest hurricane to ever hit the state of Florida hit. And we did not get called. So these this uh, de-surf mission that we were on um, did not get called. So you were worthless. You Everything you trained it's, for I, went to shit. Yeah, we were, we, you know, obviously we were, that's all we were doing, you know, was prepping for this hurricane, hurricanes and stuff. Speaking, speaking of hurricanes, what's the greatest game day food? Good transition. Good transition. Uh, buffalo chicken dough. Amen, brother. Okay. Buffalo chicken dough. Well, you seem so disappointed. No, I'm just like, I was expecting maybe like trashed wings or wings. Yeah. Wings are good, but like, give me, give me buffalo chicken dip. It's a staple. It's, it's mm -hmm. like, you, you gotta have, you gotta have the buffalo chicken dip. Everyone has buffalo chicken dip, Cole. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for it. Ty, Kygo or chain smokers? I'm team chain smokers here. <laughs> Amen, brother. I just I just passed out in my sleep. You are officially on my side. You're caught in my book, Ty. That's all we needed to know. We should have just asked that at the very beginning. I would have been like, oh, we don't need to ask any more questions. We're good. Okay. For the final question, mull this one over. Your hairline's better than most of us. You're doing, well. you're doing well for a 27 year old 28 are you 28 jesus I'm 28 then you're doing i got held back well. i got held back very well okay well that's good because you're from arkansas um yeah the only reason you know the drill there's an ocean we have a boat we can take you to shore you're drowning right now would you like to swim in our ocean or drown in our ocean I'm trying to swim. You want to swim with us? Oh, yes. Okay. So we're taking you to shore. God. Time time. Time. All right. Quick run. We're swimming in our ocean. It was a close call, but uh, actually, no, it wasn't. I know. You, you've asked me questions where I had to like potentially insult both of you. That's a, yeah, absolutely. That's a risky strategy. But it was a me. smart strategy on your part to balance it out. So like, okay. it, it's it balanced bad. out. Quick rundown. We just finished our pregame, our unzip the sip, catch and really release. Need a catch and release segments. Take your break, get your popcorn, go to the bathroom. Mm. Don't crash into a car if you're driving to work. Yeah, Whatever you're doing during this podcast. Or crash your helicopter if you're you know, you know, start banging the drums to Ozzy Osbourne. Whatever you gotta do. Pet your dog, hang out with your wife, talk to your mom. There's a give yourself three minutes, because right now we're gonna have an ad. Okay. Da 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 da. Okay. Boom. Next segment. Here's what we're going to go through. We're going to go into Cole's sports take of the week, John's butter bar plate of the week, 
my favorite segment. Uh, I'm going to call it Butter Bar Bite of the Week. Butter Bar Bite of the Week, because it's yeah. not a plate if it's not a tapas, okay? Yeah. Well, and then we're going to go in. Yeah, bite, tapas, bite. I'll go with bite. Yeah, and then uh, we're going to go into <laughs> my favorite second segment after Butter Bar Plate of the Week. Business idea. And that's going to be from John. And then Cole's going to give his pet peeve. And then we're going to talk to Ty really quick about where he's at in the Army and Oof. his his future Rex and suspect, you know, expectations of, you know, basically advice and then things he's nervous about, you know, just being brutally honest about what he sees in the Army and his future of his life. Because you know what? We're all scared and nervous. And things matter. Happy. And we all just want football season to happen because we don't want to acknowledge what's happening in our lifetimes. Okay? Yeah. Speaking speaking of football season, the uh, voters have voted that this next segment is the most drawn out segment. Very excited that there's no power standings in this segment, like the last ten episodes we've done. Uh, Cole, do you want to you want to introduce what the uh, sport take of the week is? Absolutely, John. I, I would be none more happy to address that. It's also power rankings, not power standings. But oh, when I say power standings, we're going to discuss this. It's fine. When Tony comes on, we will do the NFC power rankings with my tears. That's what's going to happen. But very excited about that. With one. Ty Gallion, like we addressed before he showed up, he is a college football analyst. If you want to put him in a, he's okay. at a level where you know. He's not getting paid by ESPN. He's not getting paid by Fox Sports One. He's not getting paid by CBS Sports. But he's, and he's really to be to be fruitful. He's not getting paid by Fins Down, the Fins Down podcast. He is not a paid analyst, but he will be if he does well with this segment. Um, here's what I got for this first segment. We all we're all talking about college football now. We have one less week than NFL. Labor Day weekend, we start talking. Actually, it's the weekend before Labor Day weekend. I don't know if there's any Power 5 team games that are happening. But in less than four weeks, we're going to have college football upon us. Something that we can discuss, and that's happening, you know, throughout the country without any hesitation, is coaches are talking up, players are speaking up, students are speaking up, families are speaking up. It's across the board. Obviously, it's a big on the news. We have college football conference. It's, I don't even know what's like. Realignment. Yeah, but I'm saying like. Make I him. Call it, I wouldn't even call it real, realignment. It's like, it's Pac-12 Armageddon. And yeah, for them, you know, rest in peace. For California, Cal Berkeley, my favorite, Aaron Rodgers, I'm on California. Stanford, Christian McCaffrey's alma mater, Washington State. Like, what are these guys going to do? Um, Oregon State Beavers. I mean, come on, man. What are, Brandon Cooks, what, what are they going to do with these guys? Regardless, you're looking at across the board. I'm just going to give off a few things. Like, it's concerning because you got 134 teams in FBS. 68 teams are in those power five. The ACC is the one conference out of the Power Five. They got 14 teams. They don't have any movement. Now, they got teams like Florida State that want to get the fuck out. But guess what? They're in a deal for contracted TV rights through 2036 with ESPN. ACC is not letting them go anywhere. Big 12 is going to have 16 teams 
2024. Are we calling them the big 16? No. Um, but they're adding BYU, Houston, UCF this year, and then Arizona, Arizona State, and Colorado, plus Utah next year, um, even though they're going to be losing Utah – or not Utah, Oklahoma and Texas. Obviously, the big two losses that kind of started this whole thing. Last season, mid-season, or right at the beginning, Oklahoma and Texas announced that they're fucking going to the SEC – start of the 2024 season. Most of these things aren't happening until next season, but as you can see, the ramifica ramifications are huge. Um, Big 10, really quick, they're going to have 18 teams in 2024. They're adding Oregon, USC, UCLA, Washington. They're going to have nine conference games, nine conference games in the Big 12, eight conference games in the ACC, eight games in the SEC. That's going to play a part because obviously – how are these teams going to fare when it comes to the 12-team college football playoff that we're going to have? And correct me if I'm wrong, that starts not this year, not not, not even next year, 2025, right? I believe, no, it's 24. 24 so, gets next year. And that's that's what's, that's what, okay, so that's even more alarming to me is all of a sudden these teams, these, these teams that are in these conferences, these schools are, and we're only talking on the football side right here, and we'll get into the other side. Which I think is the, which is part of the problem. Yes, and that, and that's we'll and talk, that's, we'll talk about that. Yeah, and we'll get quick. But Pac-12 is now at four teams. You got Cal, Stanford, Oregon State, and Washington State. SEC is going to be at sixteen teams in twenty twenty four, adding Oklahoma and Texas. A lot of these teams are breaking down the divisions that they have, like the West and the East, or the North and the South. Um, they're they're not doing like a you know the team best from the West and the team best from the East goes to the. SEC or the Big Ten Championship. I think that's good. I think that's probably better for the conference internal, but it goes to show it's a crapshoot and it's no longer like there, there's questions that need to be asked and like, what is this benefit for for college football besides the money? And then getting further, what does this benefit the rest of student athletes across the country? And I'll let I'll let Ty you go first. Yeah, I mean you brought up a lot of different topics there, but I think what this all originates from is is from a failure of the NCAA. How irrelevant is the NCAA right now? They have no control, they have no power, and this is all just happening because the NCAA for the last twenty years hasn't created a plan. They have no plan as the governing body. They should have if. If the goal was an NFL-style format where we have two – I mean, that's where we're headed. We're headed to two conferences here with different divisions underneath them. Like, that, that is the in-state. It's happening. Whether we want it to or not, like, that is what's happening. And instead of the NCAA being proactive, organized, setting this up and setting the conditions for a, a rollout of this model that – is being driven by the media rights and the dollar. They're completely reactionary and everyone's making decisions based off survival. Like look at the big 12, look the four teams, of big 12 are adding this year, what UCF, Houston, BYU, Cincinnati. I bet they would prefer to have Stanford, Cal, Washington state and Oregon state, you know, but they were trying to survive and they made that decision to stay alive when the Pac-12 didn't, they lost those two initially, and 
what happened? They crumble. They're gone. The Pac-12 is about to be gone. Whether Oregon State, Washington State end up in the Mountain West, Stanford, Cal end up in the ACC, who knows? I think what's going to happen is everyone's going to make their survival move here in the next year or two. I mean, it's really it's happening now, you know, pre the expansion. Yeah, you know? and, and really quick, Cal and uh, is it Cal and Stanford or Cal and Stanford? Cal and Stanford are already looking to go to the Big Twelve. Big Twelve's talking right now these next two days about getting Cal and yeah. Stanford. I, I've heard initially heard ACC, um, but I mean they've got to do no, something. No, you might be you might be right. It might be ACC because they're trying to they're trying to like work with these four teams and combine. Yeah, and, and it's it's just a mess. Um, there is no good answer and everyone's just in survival mode. And like you, you address like the loser is the student athlete. Like th- you, everyone talks in this bubble of football, like everything, everyone talks in the context of football, but no one thinks about all these other sports. Obviously football funds all these other sports with a few exceptions, you know, with basketball and, and some baseball and some hockey, but really those are football is what drives the dollar. And what's being ignored here is the fact that your, your volleyball team on a Tuesday night is flying from Eugene, Oregon to, to Rutgers across the other side of the country to play a volleyball match on a Tuesday to go back on Wednesday to who knows where they're going that weekend for their Saturday matchup. Like there's no situation where like that is good for the student athlete. And you think about the, the increased costs in these sports where, they can't fund themselves anyway. So now we're increasing the costs of sports. We're going to see schools making tough decisions to cut programs. They're going to have to because they just aren't making enough money. All right, John, put yourself in these shoes. You're a player or a family of a player Mm -hmm. in a major, you're getting recruited by power five conference teams. How does this affect recruiting for you? with all this realignment? I mean, it makes it, it makes it tough in the sense, like, cause you know, a lot of, I feel like a lot of athletes, you know, college athletes, their dream is to make a pro and, and, you know, move on to move on to the bigger leagues. Right. But at the same time, you also have to think of the student portion of it. And if you're constantly going to be traveling as much as, you know, these, these uh, articles say, or these websites say, um, you have to take in consideration how is that going to affect my GPA? If I want to get my master's afterwards, like, I mean, do I want to play a sport if it's going to take that much time out of my, you know, out of my college life? Um, it makes the decision a lot more difficult unless you know for a fact that you're going to make it big. And unless you know for a fact that you have like that possibility, I think it makes like those other guys that have like, you know, a couple options or, you know, guys, girls, whatever, like you have a couple options of whether to, you know, focus on the education piece or the, the, you know, the, the, the sports piece. So it, it makes it more difficult, I think, in my opinion. All right. And then Ty, what do you think about the team's perspective on recruiting? How does it change the team's recruiting? So I think it kind of is one of the same because what you perceive to be the answer to the first question is, is what you market as the ant is as a recruiter. And I think for someone in the big 12 in the sec, what you have to be preaching and, and putting out there on the recruiting trail is like, 
if you want stability, come here, like take out one variable. Like, you know what you're getting when you're in the SEC or Big 12 or, or Big 10 right now. Big 12 is, you know, alive, yeah. but but there. but not, let's be clear, there are two two power conferences right now. It's the SEC and the Big 10. So, you know, those recruiters are out there pounding stability. Like, and that's something as a recruit that has to ring true. Like, that's one less thing I got to worry about. Like, you know that Arkansas is going to be in the SEC for the next five years. You have no idea, even in the Big 12, ACC, like Florida State, UNC, like, is UNC going to be in the ACC in five years? Is the ACC going to exist in five years? We don't know the answers to those questions. And and that immediately makes the SEC and Big 10 a recruiting favorite over, obviously, there's so many things that go into recruiting, but you have to know that these these are conversations that are being had. If you think an SEC school isn't going in saying like, hey, the SEC is not going anywhere, like come here and not think about a thing. And think I got I got two quick things. Think about one as a team. If you're UCLA and you're playing teams like Rutgers, you're not only recruiting in the Pac-12 in the in the, you know, the West Coast anymore. You might start thinking about recruiting throughout throughout the country. And that I think that's the same thing for all these other teams. I'm just saying like a team that's in the East coast or West coast, that's playing teams that literally on every single corner of the country, you yeah. might stop, you might start like, Hey, hey we got to start having a scout or recruiting, you know, position yeah. in different areas of the country. And my next yeah. thing that's favorite about this is think about Wisconsin in November. And now they're doing big 10 games at night. It's going to be negative 10 degrees at yes. Camp Randall Stadium. And you got UCLA coming to Camp Randall. I love it. I think it's so much it's crazy. fun. It's crazy. Yeah. Like I was going to put a baseball spin on it because that's where I – my favorite of the college sports. Think about a the, – the SEC has been dominating recruiting in baseball for a while. It's been a shift away from the West. But now think about – those guys that are in California on the West coast, anywhere out there, they can go to, they can go to USC, UCLA, or they can go to the SEC school playing February, March baseball games in Wisconsin. I just Wisconsin even have a baseball team, but you know, the big 10, the big 10 schools that do have baseball teams go play Michigan in March or go to the SEC where you don't have to worry about that. Like the SEC already had was already, taking advantage of the West and in recruiting. And I feel like in specific sports, it's, it's only going to be exacerbated. And I agree. And exacerbated to me means out of proportion. And one thing I do yeah. with food is I go out of proportion on my food. Oh, wait, wait, before we move on to the butter bar, by the way, before we move on the butter bar, by the week, I want to have a say, um and this in this sports take right because i've been doing research i'm obviously not yes, we've already on. established this in the last four episodes i'm not as big of a sports guy more of the cook guy obviously but i was reading artic an article and i want to leave this more for the viewers and the listeners um it's going to be a question on our spotify page for this episode but it, this is an article i read on the uh the week.com some uh by joel mathis was literally came out today but i want to get you know, not just your guys' opinions, but obviously uh, the listeners' opinions as well. 
But this is what the article says. College football is getting a huge makeover. We won't order that. Pac-12 league composed of major universities in the West is all but dissolved. The Washington Post reported with eight of its teams fleeing for the Big Ten and Big 12. The leagues are being scrambled because of television money, the Post explained. The Pac-12 was having trouble securing a lucrative television contract after USC and UCLA announced their departure a year ago. So the league's other teams started looking elsewhere, even if that meant doing away with geographic and historic rivalries. So one thing we didn't talk about, you know, enough, we talked a lot about the student athletes and all that, but we didn't talk about the television money portion of it, the financial portion of it, what it means to like gain that money for each of these divisions, these teams, these conferences. Um, So answer the question on our, on our Spotify episode page. Really curious what you all have to say about it. Cole, you look like you have something to say. And then back to out of proportion. No, I, we're going to talk about it on the, the poll of our fins down podcast, you know, a lot more. I could talk for hours about the realignment. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think just to like kind of put a bow on it is like I think it's just gonna be very interesting to see how final these decisions of this year and next year are gonna be and whether some buddy or some organization in the NCAA or these conferences that break if they break off, do they do they create a plan, a cohesive plan? That makes sense where we go, maybe we go to two conferences, but we're, we go back to regionally aligned divisions, you know, where something, the solution makes sense for all sports because sure football can afford to traverse the country, but you know, yeah. all these other sports. Maybe not. I think, I think that like, who is gonna, who's gonna step up and like organize and make a plan is what is what I want to see as a fan. Budget. Um, yeah. So like, I don't I don't think what's happening right now is the long term solution. I think we're in a transition period that's going to be painful and then require another transition period. Um, but what that looks like, it'll kind of depend on those people that got the power. That's not me. That's Greg Sankey. SEC. Greg Sankey is the most powerful man in college football. Yes. Um, Commissioner of the SEC. All right, John. Please, your butter by butter by butter by. See, it's it's a, it's a tongue twister. Butter by by your butter bar bite of the week. I like that Bye. butter bar plate of the week. I can't wait. We've had some interesting takes. I my favorite one's the air fryer. But please, give me your butter bar bite of the week for episode five. Right now. All right. So so this bite is going to consist of um, things that you know, kind of drive me nuts. And um, to me are the biggest mistakes that home cooks make, AKA people like Cole. Cole make when they cook. Um, we, I mean, we all know, and probably the listeners of viewers by now know, Cole may not be the greatest chef he tries. You know, I give him an A plus for effort. Um, but these are some of the biggest mistakes that home cooks make. And you may also, you know, you know, I, it's not to make anybody feel bad or anything like that, but some things that, maybe you can put some more focus on um, that will benefit you in the long run of cooking in your cooking career or hobby. So the first mistake a lot of people make is not reading the entire recipe before starting to cook. Right. So you see a recipe and it seems easy. Oh, you know, the easiest uh, stuffed chicken caprese or something. You're like, Oh, that's, you know what? It's going to take like 20 minutes to cook. Can't be that hard to make. It says it's easy. So why not? So you get all the ingredients and then you come back home and you don't realize that, 
there are, you know, maybe 15, 16 steps to what you're making. It could take you anywhere between 20 to 60 minutes, right? So instead of just looking at the header and looking at the ingredients and assuming a recipe is going to be easy, always look over the full recipe, the ingredients, every single step, look how much time, a lot of the recipes and stuff online now should give you the time and all that. So look at the whole entire recipe. Don't just assume it's not going to take a long time. Second mistake, and honestly, I would put this at number one because this one drives me insane when I when I watch other people cook, is overcrowding the pan, okay? The reason, you know, what overcrowding the pan does is this causes food to steam inside instead of crisping up on the inside or the outside. And it just makes everything you're cooking in the pan mushy. Like it, it, And when I watch people do it, when someone's cooking for me, it's it, typically a lot of like, older, more traditional home cooks, you know, your grandma, grandpa, whatever, they throw a bunch of stuff in a pan and, you know, they, they, they give it to you, but it's like it, everything just turns mushy to me. Right. And what a lot of people don't understand an easy fix to that is because then they start adding more oil. They're like, Oh, I'm not adding enough oil. Oh, I'm not adding enough, whatever. So like, that's not, that's not the problem. The problem is you have too much stuff in one pan. You want enough space between everything in the pan. So let's say I'm making, um, you know, chicken thighs, right? I don't want to put six chicken thighs in a pan and have them covering each other and all that because that's going to cause steam to rise. And when yeah. steam rises, you don't get that nice sear on the outside. So I'll cook like maybe two or three chicken thighs at one time instead of cooking all six. So don't overcrowd your pan just to make the cooking process faster because it's going to make your food less quality. Number three, which I know I said this about the second one, but I would put this as number one. I would definitely put this as number one. And then overcrowding the pan will be number two. But this is number one, okay. not seasoning food enough. This drives me absolutely insane when people are like, oh, why doesn't my food taste good? I followed the recipe, blah, 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 whatever. You do, you're not adding enough salt, okay? Salt is not a bad thing, okay? It can be if you oversalt your food, whatever it causes, you know, there's all kinds of health problems, whatever. But like salt is your friend. That salt equals flavor, fat equals flavor. Like all these things that people determine as being bad, they don't add to their food, which means their food sucks. Like you want to add more salt. You want to add a lot more seasonings that you're probably adding, not a sprinkle of cumin. You probably want to add another tablespoon and a half, right? Season your food. Nothing drives me more insane that I go to a restaurant, there's not enough salt in my food, and they don't have a salt, salt shaker next to me. And I have to be rude and be like, hey, excuse me, do you have salt? Because I do do that. I will add, ask for salt if the food, like, it's not salted no, enough because that no, that's me. not rude. That's not even rude. That's just like being it, like it is rude because that's the worst thing a chef wants to hear. Because it's like, damn, I you know, that's like a cardinal sin as a chef, right? Really? Yeah, if you don't salt enough, you hear in a lot of the cooking competitions, there's not enough salt, you know. So, like, you want, <laughs> I just assume that <laughs> I just assume they're all British, but it's like, you know, you want to just season enough, add enough salt, add more seasonings than you think you need. If you think it's enough, probably add another uh, teaspoon or tablespoon. Okay, just three more. The fourth one, not using a food thermometer. All right, I would definitely invest in a food thermometer. Reason being, you a lot, you know, especially with like chicken breasts and chicken thighs and all that stuff, or even any type of poultry, any type of pork, white meat. Um, you want to cook it all the way through, but you want to keep it moist, right? And one easy way to do that is to use a thermometer, a meat thermometer. Uh, if you're frying things, use an oil thermometer, candy thermometer, but they're usually only about 15 to 20 bucks. Like you can get them on Amazon, the nice digital ones. And like, 
you know, do your research on what certain meats or certain poultry should be cooked to, and then cook it that way. And you won't deal with that overcooked chicken breast again. Like chicken breast should be cooked to 165. Medium rare steak should be cooked to 130. Like you want to cook it with the desired temperatures, do the research, invest in a meat thermometer. It doesn't cost a lot and you won't have dry food anymore. All right. Fifth one. Speaking of meat, not letting meat rest to get to room temperature before cooking. Okay. A lot of people don't think about this. A lot of people just take the, you know, the, the meat out of the fridge and place it around the pan. You don't want to do that. That, yeah, I, I know you do that. It drives me nuts when you do that. It drives yeah, me nuts poison. when anybody does it. Does that give you food poisoning when you do that? I think it does. It doesn't give you, I mean, it does make it harder for the center to reach the desired temperature. So it does make a lot of people don't cook their food enough because the whole thing is cold. If you bring the whole thing to room temperature, like you set out your meat, what I always do, I have a rule for like 30 minutes, right? People are like, oh, the bacteria. Well, if you cook it all the way through, you won't have any bacteria. So you'll get more bacteria. If you're cooking a steak medium rare, you're not cooking it all the way through. No, you are. Medium rare is still cooked all the way through. Yeah, so rare is even cooked technically all the way through. Uh, but medium rare is cooked all the way through. When you see that pink, that's medium rare. Now, if it's blue or red, that means it's raw. But we'll get into that. That's another episode. Let your meat get to room temperature before putting in the pan. I also say dry it out so it creates a better sear on the outside. Use a paper towel, pat it. Once again, that's for another episode. But let your meat get to room temperature. The last one um, is not prepping ingredients ahead of time. Okay. So like, once again, it ties, in, goes, it ties in your first one. Yeah, it, it ties with the first one. If you don't prep it ahead of time, it's going to take you like three hours to cook something that could take you, you know, probably half the time. Let's say on Sunday, so if cooking everything, maybe just cut your vegetables on Sunday when you're meal prepping, put them in, put them in containers, put them in the fridge. And then Monday, all you have to do is throw everything in the pan or throw everything in a pot or, you know, roasting dish, whatever you're doing. And then you can just, it, it takes half the time. It doesn't take away from the quality of the food, depending on what the ingredients are, but most typ typical ingredients, will, they'll be fine. But oh, I mean, talking about this is making me run out of breath because it's like, they're like easy things to fix to make your cooking so much better, but they're not a lot of known things that people know about. You have to do your research and all that. But those are the top six things that, that home cooks make that deteriorate the uh, quality of their food. And so to recap that, cut your vegetables on Sunday, motherfuckers. Stop yes. waiting. To, stop waiting throughout the week. You're slowing yourself down. You got things to do on the weekdays. I'm sure you do. You have yeah. kids. You got spouses. You got TV to watch. Um, and then don't overcrowd your fucking pan. For the love of God, if you put six chicken thighs on one pan... What are you doing? And then my third thing, I just want to highlight this, John. You said the butter bar bite of the week. Those six, those six like gripes, were those? Was that the one bite of the week? Well, I'm, I'm thinking of. I'm trying to like. I'm trying to echelon this into what to expect because I'm thinking of like my favorite dish that I need to cook next week. No, it's the bite. It's like B Y T E. It's like the bite. It's like the topic. It's like the. Gotcha. The B Y T E. Okay, you I was thinking about like butter some savory. Bar bite. It's a play on words, you know? Okay. But All this right. is not to make anybody feel bad. These are common mistakes that everybody, you know, everybody makes in the kitchen. So don't feel bad that you make them. But these are just a few fixes that you can make in your kitchen to make your food. I'm telling you, like, at least 
2.16 times better. Like it's going to be that much better by making these small changes. Um, but leading, I said, I said Buffalo chicken dip or die is what he just said. No, honestly, I love Buffalo chicken dip. So. Okay. Transitioning, transitioning to that, to that dip. Let's dip into something a little bit deeper than nice. That was good. Good, good. Transition. All right. We have a phenomenal opportunity to hear out, be a sounding board myself and Ty for John's business idea of the week. Now, John Ardale, he's been, he's been batting a hundred on his ideas. Cole, mm, we'll go 50%. Yeah. Road, road runner kind of, kind of was a flop, but we, yeah. yeah, let's not even talk about that. I think we, did we, we cut that one out of, I hope we cut that one out of the last episode. <laughs> if we didn't, we should have, um, John, please enlighten us with something. And I just, I can't wait to be Mark Cuban. Man, I'm still, I, I feel like I'm out of breath from the, from the butter bar thing. We did not play the, <laughs> the order of these segments very well, but Hey, hear me out. Hear me out. Like, like we said before in all the other episodes, you can take these ideas. They're not patented. They're not copyrighted. Take them, take them from us, make millions off of it. We know you will. Uh, we don't have any guarantee you will, but you, you might. So my idea, right. I'm having a big issue with this and I kind of don't want to talk about this on, on, you know, a live platform for the reason being, I don't want people to go check it. But, um, so I have a problem. I have an old social media page that I have been trying to get rid of for years, probably about 10 years now at this point, I've been trying to get rid of this social media page, but I couldn't, I can't, it's still on there. Because I don't remember the username and password to said media page. And I also don't remember the username password to my email that's attached to that social media page. So when I try to recover the password, I can't because my old, it's through Microsoft. They make you go a security thing. I don't remember what state I lived in in 2000, whatever. Like, or like, I don't know. They ask you all kinds of questions. Point is, I can't get rid of it. And it drives me nuts. It actually drives Alyssa nuts. So... I, I, and for the fans out there, the reason it drives the list of nuts is because John was about a hundred pounds heavier back then. He also had a, another girl that was like kissing his cheek on his profile photo of this said profile. Um, so it makes John look like in another world, he is a different type of man than the man he is today. And continue, yes. please. And, and it's, it's me. Um, kissing this girl and it has like my my posts were very cringy like oh you are the star to my skies in the night and like it, it's very it's very bad it was like black and white that's, it was, that's how john is today as well but with, um, it, it is most certainly not but we you know it was a different time it was a different time and you know people go through face but anyways the business idea this is the name of it hear me out it's called cancel okay but it's spelled C A N C I A L cancel. It's like social and cancel mixed together. Can seal cancel. So clever. I know. I know that's what you're thinking, Ty. You're like, wow, this guy's a genius. I know I am. So so once again, let me let me C A N C I A C A I L. What are the two? It's 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 pronounced cancel, but it's social and cancel combined. So what it does is it won't help me now, but you know, it'll help people in the future. When you make a social media account, 
Okay, you get this app and this app will ask you, hey, do you want to add this account to your cancel? So it will remember your um, uh, your username, it will remember your password, it'll remember what uh, email it's tied to, it'll remember like everything that goes with that account and you just click add, right? And then so you can go back, let's say you don't want that profile page anymore, you don't want that social media account, instead of going through the hassle of going through like security for like Google and Microsoft and all that, you just go to cancel, click that page you want to, or page or account you want to disconnect or can't or delete, and you just click delete and it goes away forever without going through the whole security thing, right? So obviously there's some legal things you have to get through and probably some patents you have to do for this app. But that I think is a million dollar business right there. Because if I, if any of you could figure it out for me, I would, what, what do you think, Ty? What, what's your, what's your, uh, I, I, you said million. That's just a lot of zeros. That is exactly what's Ty, give us zeros. some analysis. Give us something that you think is good about it and what's bad about it. I think the concept is good. Like, I just don't know. I think it needs to be refined in how it's applied. I think your specific case of like not being able to delete your account entirely is uh, probably, I don't want to say unique because there's obviously people that have that problem. But if it was something more that was like, like, editing of your like could search your old posts or whatever to for buzzwords or whatever you wanted to you know try to delete if that's even a thing i don't think it is anymore but um i think it'd be more whole holistic and not specifically targeted to like oh i'm locked out of my account you know like expanding it to where i could look up I don't know, like, like, let's say I'm trying to like clean up a page or something. I'm trying to look up a specific word. It'll show those words. I could just click on it. It'll go away. Yeah. So, so like, so like say I can access all my accounts. I'm not necessarily wanting to delete any of my accounts because I still use them, but who knows what I said 15 years ago on Twitter, you know, like do a quick search for X, Y, or Z filter, or there's, or there's a recommended filter to, to see things you've posted and then, you know, to be able to delete those. I think that's good. So you're saying like keyword Cole Mueller, and then you type in, um, you know, Jermichael Finley, 2011 Green Bay tight end. And then you look up what did Cole Mueller on any, any Cole Mueller across the country say about Jermichael Finley, Green Bay tight end in 2011 yeah it just searches your account for any specific query that you're looking to clear that's you know, maybe you, maybe you are closely associated with someone who now has done something that you don't want to be associated with and you want to delete all of that and you can do you know the search of their name in your posts and delete everything that that they were tagged in or with a click See, this is why we might... brought this is why we brought Ty on this episode is because he's actually the brains behind the whole fins up operation here. So that I'm is big. actually a genius idea. Way better yeah. than I think you put some user interface into that idea and then add some engineering management out of Missouri. Yeah. And all of a sudden 
that's that's an idea that can make some money. I think maybe it's an idea that you can add to an already existing big, you know, interface, you know, app that has yeah. a ton of, you know, audience, like talking yeah. one of the big, one of the big 10 Meta. apps, not something that's probably like you want to just create from nothing, but yeah, it's the better, like you want to provide more of a service within an existing app as opposed to creating an app, you know, it's so hard to get the bandwidth, you know, the exposure. It'd be way easier to be like, hey, yeah. meta, whatever, X, like here's a so, a tool that you could incorporate into your pro your app that Yeah. And I don't think it would be probably be called Cancel. But I think it's I, pronounced cancel, but I, the, the name is in progress. But with I, I, I like things, the idea. Thank yeah, you. I, I yeah. So so Ty turned a million dollar idea into a billion dollar idea. Thank you, Ty. Listeners, take this idea, run with it, sell it to Meta. Go go um, out and do it. Go out and do it with Twitter X. Just do it. Just just do it. But um, as as like like that page is a pet peeve of mine, and that it's still out there in the universe of my life. I what I really want to hear, and what the viewers and listeners want to hear, Cole. And we we haven't talked about this as much because you know we we've been talking about a lot of different things uh, in this segment, but. Cole, what is your biggest army pet peeve, or what's just your current pet peeve with the army? So I'm gonna give. I was I was ready to skip it. I'm gonna give a quick two minute spiel, and then we're gonna go into what I want to talk about with Ty. Yeah. But when you have leadership in the military that demands something out of soldiers, and then they don't reciprocate, or essentially, you ask something out of your soldiers, and then you don't do it yourself. Like whether it's um, the biggest thing is like, if you ask them to do something on a weekend or you're off, you're off early on a weekday, like around 3 PM, 4 PM. And then you have them work until 6 PM and you're not there with them by their side. I think that's something that's like way too frequent in the military these days, as far as like, I don't think it's really compatible with today's world as far as, what what civilians and what the the workforce sees compared to how the service is and you you look at the military and it's like it's all about you know people first and the team putting everyone before yourself and i think too much you see it across specifically in the army and where i'm located just leadership not engaged and they don't care about their actual people they just care about you know they're not their rating, but getting by. They just want to get by. So I would say a lot of them don't even care about the rating. They just want the paycheck and they want to get out of the army and or out of the military. And I know we've talked a lot about getting out of the military, but I know the fact that the three of and I mean Ty obviously first time on, on the, the show, but for John, I know you're the same way. Just because we're we're wanting to get out doesn't mean we don't love it or we're we have a passion for being yeah. great at what we do and caring about everyone that we work with. I think there's a there's a big difference between giving a shit and just scraping by. And I, I always say like if you put a little bit of give a shit in everything you do, you'll be you'll be great at what you do, especially in the military. It's the most bureaucratic system in the fucking world. And there's so much I see that I'm just like, people don't care. And that's my pet peeve. If leadership cares, everyone else below you will give a shit and they'll start caring. If you don't give a shit, 
you can't expect the people. And that's, I, I would say, even in the civilian workforce, if you give a shit, people below you will give a shit if you don't. So put your money where your mouth is, show that you care to people that, you know, look up to you or follow you. And then they're going to do exactly as you, you know, you lead them to. Um, but going in kind of the same realm, Ty, we don't talk to you as much regarding your army process and where you're at, obviously, because I think you have more time. So it's kind of like, we know you're up to your good business and you're, you know, you've got stuff up your sleeve and you're ready to go. But like me and John, we're both trying to get out. No, I'm, I'm a, I'm like 85% getting out, 15% staying in. John's hundred percent getting out. Um, yeah. But as far as how we, how we get out, what our, what our process is, we're, you know, we're working through it. You, you're a year ahead, but really you're kind of two years. You got two more years of grace period because yeah. you're a pilot and you got that ad set that we talked about additional service duty obligation. Um, what do you think you see yourself doing and how do you see yourself doing it as far as your process of getting out? And what do you think you've learned from your classmates that have already gotten out? Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me has been all along, like I'm always planning for both options. So like I have a, I have a plan to stay in the army and I have my plan if I get out of the army. Like I, I want to stay in, I do, but I'm not going to stay in if I don't enjoy it, if I'm, you know, not doing what I want to do. Um, you know, I have an idea of what I want to do. Um, and if things work out, like I would love to stay, I do enjoy it. Um, obviously there's trade off. There's so many things that, you know, we, you know, miss out all miss out on particularly with like our friends and family with moving around. Like I don't necessarily want to talk about that, but um, I would like to stay in um, for me personally, the biggest factor probably for whether I stay in or not will be whether I get picked up to go teach at West Point. Yeah. <clears throat> that's been a, that's been a goal for me really from the beginning. That's always kind of been my plan. I've had a very clear plan up through that. So, you know, I wanted to, Aviation, pre-command, pre-triple-C stuff, knock that out. It's the same for everybody. It just depends on where you're at. And then yeah. I wanted to go to engineering triple-C um, with my engineering background to get the master's and then do command, go to West Point. Like that has always been my army plan, go to West Point. Um, includes two years of ACS, which is advanced civil schooling. Yep. So um, from E-triple-C, I'm heading to Honduras in April. And that's, yeah. that's what I got, um, in the, the marketplace in April, um, the April marketplace, I got picked up to go to Honduras. So they have a one-year requirement. It's treated very much like Korea. However, in order to take command, it'll probably be closer to two years. Mm -hmm. So I'm, we'll be heading to Honduras with the plan to extend and to take command and while I'm in Honduras, I'll find out whether I got picked up to go teach at West Point. If I get picked up to teach at go to West Point, the dream school is Vanderbilt. So then I would go live in Nashville for two years before going back to West Point to teach for the next three years. So that that's the Army plan through the next eight years. Um, 
we'll see a lot a lot relies on whether I get picked up to teach. If I don't get picked up to teach, um, I will I will be getting out and utilizing my engineering background. Um, I don't necessarily see myself doing something with my civil degree particularly, but more making that transition to management. And that's why I'm getting my master's in engineering management now, um, just given I'm removed from engineering. Maybe I will someday, but I see myself more likely uh, transitioning to the management side of the house and then get my PMP while I'm here. Um, but that's the real deal. Did, did you know, uh, did you know Chris Alperti? He was in our class. He, he was a class. Um, I did not. He, he just got accepted to go to West Point to teach um, yeah. for mechanical engineering. So, and he, he's, awesome. he's really stoked about it. And then there's a person. Here, right? What's that? 2019? Yeah, 2019. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's interesting. Five years ago. That's sick. That's awesome. Yeah. No, so yeah. apparently as a junior officer, he got the opportunity to go there. So. Yeah. They have, they have programs where you can commit to it. Um, it's like, I don't even want to try and figure out what the acronym is, but something like career planning or yeah, yeah. where you can commit to going to teach, assuming you hit all the gates between now and then, like you're going to, like you're, you're pre-accepted kind of. And I have classmates who have done that, that are just waiting for the time to come around. But based off when I hit ECCC, I wasn't, um, the dates didn't line up for me to be able to participate in that program. So I'll have to go through that, the board process. Um, in the actual time right before. So yeah. that's what I'm think going through. But I think the biggest thing is just like have a plan, like plan for every scenario. Um, that's why I'm here in Missouri right now getting this degree because this is like my contingency degree if I get out. Obviously, if I stay in, I'm going to get a second master's um, that I'll in support of what I'm going to teach. But I think the the thing is just like have a plan. That's the biggest. That's the biggest fear for me. It's like having a fucking plan that I like. I don't know. I have. Yeah. I can make a plan, but is that going to be my 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 plan A or my plan B? I don't know. So I'm. But and, I and think I, that's sick. That, like the West Point thing, I completely agree. I would love to teach West Point. My yeah. two point three GPA ass isn't getting you know to go over there and teach, but that's fine. I think what, the Honduras thing. Um, yeah. I think it's a sick program because they, they pay for your master's. Like you, you didn't just go in there to be a tech. You go to Columbia University for like, you know, what you even if if it's a leadership degree or whatever. It's like the fact that especially for younger people, like for myself, I mean, 31, turning 32, I would own extra, I don't know, like three to five years at West Point. Wouldn't be able to get out of the army until I was like 37, 40 years old. Um, but especially for like the younger grads and stuff like that, it's like, why not? It's a free, free education. You can bank all the capital you get from the, from teaching at West Point and, you know, from your officer pay. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I think it's a great gig. I looked into it when I was kind of deciding if I want to stay in or not. And I just decided like, I definitely recommend for like, you know, people like you or, or people that are interested in that path, especially with teaching and stuff like that, or just getting further yeah. education. West Point teaching is is the way to go. I think it's definitely like it's at that making that decision. Like I'm committing to staying in because then yeah. I'm looking at 13, 14, 15, whatever years yeah. it adds up, you know, it's like at that point, like I'm in, you know, I'll figure out. Yeah. The, 
but the thing that is in, you know, in my head, I've always had that plan through, you know, pre major KD, you know, and I still have plenty of time to figure it out, but like what that looks like after that, like, I don't, you know, I haven't figured out obviously major KD, but that's favorite time in the army. Amen. And, and talking about majors and KD ratios with call of duty, um, I think the next step we should take is the fun fact. And Ty, your transitions this episode have been phenomenal. It's been key. It's been key to this entire thing. It's been the cog to the key to the swordfish to the McGee. Um, Please enlighten us, Ty. I have I have a a one A and a one B fun fact after yours, but I want you to take I want you to take this one and hit us hard. Hopefully, hopefully this holds up. So I'll ask this as a question, even though we all know the answer to it. It's a fun fact. There's only one. There's only yeah. It's a fun fact. Fun it'll question. it'll become it'll become a fact. It's a yeah. There's only one state that has a legal pronunciation of how to pronounce the name of their state. Which is it? A legal pronunciation? Only one state there's, has. A- there only one state has a legal pronunciation. Arkansas. Arkansas. Yeah. I, I, John, <laughs> you are you are lost in the sauce. Arkansas has a legal pronunciation. <laughs> the state legislature proposed er, passed the legal pronunciation of Arkansas in 1881. So the, the fact here is, why is it Arkansas and not Arkansas? Right. Mm. So the original Quapaw Indians were the original inhabitants of Arkansas, and they were called by the Ohio Valley Indians. Okay, don't be racist. Arkansas, which means south wind, mm-hmm. and the pronunciation came from that original Indian tribe, but the spelling, which makes it so confusing, comes from the French explorers that first explored Arkansas. Okay. Well, that makes sense. That's phenomenal. I think that's a good one. I think it's, it's enlightening. I don't know if it's so much as funny. I thought it was very fun. The French are fun people. I'm here Uh, to educate. It's better than John Gallagher's fun fact, which was completely a, like a job interview type question. Not really much at all of a, it was, it was informative. informative. Yeah, very but, relevant, John. Shout out, John Gallagher. If you're listening, never give us a fun fact that's informative because we're looking for fun. Anyways, I gave an informative one. Um, so that was never. that was fun and informative, but not fun fun. Anyways, one A. Did you know that President George W. Bush was a cheerleading captain in high school? I did not know that. He cheered at Yale, and that was his number one. Claim to fame before he became president and became that, big. That was, that was the that was the claim to fame. And sure did you know that cheerleading cheerleading was invented in 1898, and women weren't allowed? Or not, I wouldn't even say weren't allowed, but they didn't start cheerleading until 1923. So those first 25 years, it was kingdom. Like, and I don't mean to say that in like a negative light. Like, it's something to think about. Like, imagine men cheerleading these days. Like. 
men do cheerlead these days. What are you? No, but I'm I'm saying I I I'm saying like all men. I'm saying all men. Like, but the, women couldn't do anything in the eighteen hundreds. Like you could say that women couldn't even. Like, I'm saying okay. So you're trying to say that it's like saying you're trying to say women don't have rights, John. 125 years ago, not as much as they do now. Definitely no. <laughs> well, did the fucking sky turn blue this morning? Jesus, holy shit! Okay, phenomenal answer. Um, was that a fun fact? That was just to clarify. Was that a fun fact? That was, that was a that was a ground base. Mm -hmm. All right, this is my fun fact. Was that man. setting up your second fact? This is this is a setup. <laughs> Without further ado, there's no female leprechauns in this one. But there are female penguins. Okay. Shout out mom squad. Shout out mom water. I love you, Karen. Did you know female penguins have been known to be paid for sex with pebbles? Think about that. That is... Female... female shut the fuck up. That is not a fact. This is a myth. I'm talking about pebbles. Female penguins pay for sex with pebbles. Pebbles... Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. This is not a conspiracy. Pebbles are extremely rare and penguins Where? are desperately pebbles are searching everywhere. for pebbles for their nests. Female penguins make their nests. Penguins of the female gender offer themselves to males in exchange for those pebbles. And this is something you can't make up. I didn't find this off of wikipedia this was national geographic okay yeah i think uh just by default ty wins the uh best fun fact because he actually had a fact that was <laughs> somewhat fun whereas your facts were just like myths. Wait, wait, hold on we got we got something coming from my dog lambo is saying he has actually talked to a female penguin and uh. they have offered themselves up for a pebble and lambo said he had no pebble to give but they still gave themselves up that's <laughs> awesome lambo um it's unfortunate so i i mean i'm just gonna say ty i love that fun fact that's one that's like you know it makes it it's close to home literally um john please recap the episode okay well I, you know, just like any other episode we've uh, we've done, you know, we always start about talking, right? Talked about how you know Alyssa's uh, family came into town; it was great. Uh, Cole, I'm gonna be honest; <laughs> I forgot what you talked about. <laughs> so, uh, Cole, women, old women that hit my girlfriend. Oh yeah, old women that got in a fight with his girlfriend, um, who Cole did nothing to step into to help. He. Uh, just just in the corner and then wow. uns yeah i know can you believe that that was yeah, uh, a just Shocker. but poor girlfriend had to defend herself um and then for the unsip to sip uh we had mom water highest ranking drink we've had on the show so far uh, i know yeah i can't me, wait to listen back I'll have to a listen nine point back. a 9.4 from john and an 8.6 from cole yeah so so definitely leaves yeah. above for me great uh very utilitarian great great drink uh, catch and release, obviously Ty Galleon, pilot, uh, you know, getting his master's degree, going to be future instructor at West Point, going to kill it in life, just like he kills nothing in his place because he's never crashed. Shout out to Ty. 
He doesn't fly uh, planes either. He flies helicopters. He flies, but... <laughs> he flies uh, not fixed uh, rotary. Uh, I think that's the proper. <laughs> <laughs> he so flies helicopters. Uh, Sports take the week. We talked about college realignment and how um, we want to know from y'all as well if that's uh, if that's you know if that's going to be a benefit in the end or not. And um, all these conferences changing, everything going, money going to different places, the effects of student athletes. Uh, big topic nowadays. Uh, big stuff happening. Uh, we talked about the butter bar of the week, our butter bar bite of the week. Bite. Yeah, bite with a B Y T E, not 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 the other bite. Six biggest mistakes. Uh, you know, don't be ashamed of your mistakes. All right, you're doing your best out there. I appreciate that. All these chefs appreciate that. At least you're out there cooking. Um, but just a couple tips to help you be better in the kitchen. We talked about the business idea cancel, spelled C I N C I A L. I think. Ty had some benefits and some some additions to it that makes it a million dollar business to a billion dollar business. So, you know, shout out Ty, thank you. Um, Army P from Cole, uh, you know, just just be a good leader, do what your soldiers do. Um, give it your best no matter what, whether you're transitioning or not. Ty giving his take on what he wants to do, you know, he wants to stay in the Army if he becomes a West Point instructor, he'll be one of the best West Point instructors out there. West Point will benefit, he'll be better off, those cadets will be uh, the best cadets ever under Ty Galleon, future West Point instructor. Um, and then fun fact. Well, Cole had no fun facts. They weren't even facts. They were myths and conspiracies. So by default, Ty won the fun fact battle between Cole and Ty. Shout out to Ty, even though your fun fact was subpar. Shout out Arkansas, big Arkansas fan. It's not, it's not pronounced Arkansas. It's pronounced Arkansas. Out of legislation. So. Female penguins. Have some more respect for yourself. So Cole, bring it, bring it home. Give, give it the closure. That was the closure, John. But <laughs> that, that, all right, guys, that was the closure. Hold on. And so with that, the fifth episode of Fins Down podcast ends. Ty, you were good. You were great. You were not phenomenal, but you were great. Um, go Pecco, Aaron Rodgers, Hard Knocks premieres all the state. Shout out. Here we go. We'll be two, one. Da 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 da